Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. It's Gabby. And we're going to start doing some bonus episodes weekly for the listeners. And what we're trying to do is just take these specific bite-sized topics, go through them pretty quickly, and drill down on specific takeaways. What we're also doing is we fielded some questions, and we try to elaborate from there. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the bonus episode that is coupled with Dr. Stacy Sims. Every time I have one of these conversations, you know, I, I wish I'd asked 18 more questions. Um, but top of mind, right when we finished, and selfishly, I wanted to ask her opinion um, on using some kind of guided hormone therapy, right? You don't want to be taking estrogen or progesterone or testosterone without really getting a look you know, taking a look at your blood work and then, um, you know, having somebody really knowledgeable help you. Um, and what she said was, um, you know, as for menopause hormone therapy, there's a time and a place for it. It depends on the motivation for using it. It's a great way for helping through the transition, but it's not the panacea to stop body composition changes. That means gaining weight. Don't you love the way they say that? <laughs> Bone density issues, because it does not stimulate body's receptors the same as natural hormones. Plus, with the menopause transition, there is a change in the sensitivity and numbers of estrogen receptors. So basically, at the end of the day, she says that she looks at it as a complementary therapy to movement and nutrition. And like we talked about, um, you know, if we could sort of get on this by our 40s, I think a lot what happens too is people are having their kids later in life. And so you're kind of getting spit out of uh, if you decide to have children, maybe early and mid 50s versus, you know, I moved out of my house and I don't even think my mom was 40. So obviously you're not, you know, your time for yourself is different. Um, so, you know, all I can say is, if we can get in that disciplined exercise and eating and then, you know, making sure what's going on with our hormones, let's not starve ourselves so that we shut down our metabolism and, you know, mess around with our thyroid and things like that. So um, the other thing I always found interesting is almost like what would be a great reset to take the load off the system to let it function at its best? So could you do um, really disciplined, but yet thorough kind of, you know, people go on detoxes and cleanse. But, you know, I'll, I'll share with you, um, in my late 30s, I did a really interesting cleanse where I was doing a liquid diet probably nine or 10 days prior to what then became a really intense sort of another 10 days of using what's called a Kalima board. And I had instructions. So, you know, that's the other thing is you really want, if you're taking things out, 
to then when you're done with this cleanse, resupport the microbiome and making sure that things are getting back in there. So I go on this Kalima board uh, every day. It's five gallons of water run by gravity. It is very different than a colonic, but it's pretty extensive that you, you're having fiber and facilium husk uh, prior to, to kind of get the colon big and open and ready for all of this stuff. And then I only had soups and juices and, and things. And so that was very specific. I wouldn't say that this is something that would be great a lot, but I do think there's ways to kind of, hey, could we kind clean out the body and let it function at its highest best? But regardless, you need to get your blood work done, see where your hormone levels are at. Don't just jump at things um, because it's, you know, it's tricky. And our systems, especially for women, it's, it's very sensitive. So that's what she said about um, hormone therapy. And another thing was, there's always conversations around your menstrual cycle, your period. And, and what you realize is, is it's just really important. And if we can, you know, if we can't control things, but let's just say we could do things in a practice in our lifestyle that would encourage us keeping our periods as long as possible. There's so much uh, science about the benefits of that, whether it is bone density, skin health, things like that, that um, I know it's, it's a pain in the butt, but she says, uh, so I, this was one of the questions I forgot was, Hey, is there anything we can do to kind of keeping our, our periods uh, longer and she says, yes, staying out of low energy availability. And we talked about that in the podcast, which means eating around your training and making sure you eat enough for daily stress. Again, starving ourselves is not the way to go. And this will segue me into diving just a little deeper into the fasting. Um, believe me, I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I was all into autophagy and, uh, you know, fasting throughout the day and look how long it took me to eat. And I'm, I'm certainly learning differently. So um, this keeps the luteinizing hormone pulse going, which keeps ovulation going. Okay, so I'll, I'll read it again. So staying out of low energy availability, which basically means let's not deprive ourselves of real nutrition. Don't be, you know, amped out. That probably never helped anyone. Um, meaning eating around your training and making sure you eat enough for daily stress. And again, it keeps you the luteinizing hormone pulse going, which keeps ovulation going. Also using DIM, I'm going to botch it, but forgive me, D-I-M, which is methane, D-I-I-N-D-O-L-Y-L-M-E-T-H-A-N-E, key ingredient of cruciferous uh, veggies, which we know are things like broccoli and other leafy greens. If you're a nursing mother, they always tell you, watch out, makes your kids gassy. So we, we know what cruciferous is, and it helps keeps keeps our sensitivity to estradiol, estradiol, E-S-T-R-A-D-I-O-A-L, which keeps your estrogen receptors sensitive and healthy. So we want to keep our periods. We want to eat to support our health. It seems like common sense, but I'm just bringing it up because we don't even realize that we have this opportunity 
to do things like this. And just remembering, it's sort of like when they talk about either the health of your microbiome or your immune system or inflammation, it's like for all of us, this can show up differently. So one person might get hypertension, another person might get a cardiovascular disease, but the cause might be the same. So the same is for us. If we sort of want to be powerful and strong and manage our body composition, did you like the way I said that? Manage our body weight our moods, we've got to feed ourselves in a way and in timing that uh, supports all these systems. Um, you know, it's usually, it's usually not carved out. And we did talk about the fasting, and I know a lot of people were surprised about the intermittent fasting. So the story with that is, um, and again, this is something really new even for me, because I often try to treat myself because I think, oh, I'm an athlete. And um, I am an athlete, but I am a female. And so I think I've lived so long living in a house full of uh, athletes that you're like, oh, you're doing that? You're not eating for a day? I'm not eating for a day. And I, I also see how different I respond to it than Lair does, especially in mood. And basically the nutshell on that is in hunter-gatherer, I'm, I'm reading this so I don't get it wrong. In hunter-gatherer time societies, women's bodies responded to periods of scarcity differently than the bodies of men. I go figure. Women's metabolism slowed down to conserve energy and store fat in order to survive a potential long-term famine. And what that means for women today is that intermittent fasting may uh, not work as well for their bodies. Because what happens, you hear from guys like, oh, I'm fasting. I just got a huge boost of energy because, listen, I know we live in a, in a busy and, and crazy time, but the fact that we ignore our biology, I don't know, it confuses me because don't, for me, it's like a helpful, you know, blueprint. Like, oh, you know, in days gone by when guys would go out and hunt for two to five to seven days they had to be able to miss a meal. And also if they didn't, you know, catch an animal the first few days, then they had to be able to sustain their energy and produce. And for us, and you heard Dr. Sims talking about it, it's sort of like also if everything is getting ready to create a healthy environment for an egg, um, our systems are different. So to drill down a little bit more on the intermittent minute fasting, I do believe that grazing is not great, period. So it would be more about eating very nutritional food, you know, bioavailable real food, and eating, you know, two great meals, and maybe if you're extra active, three. We talked also about making sure we get enough protein, a lot of times I think we are, I don't want to say we're afraid of protein, but we think, oh, that's certainly going to cover it. So the other thing I want to emphasize on that is make sure you're getting enough protein. Um, and if you're a vegetarian or vegan, then you will be doing your homework and, and uh, making sure to cover your bases. But let's skip the snacking, which I think women are more prone to. I think it's funny because I, I don't know if it's like a an emotional grab, you know, boredom, sadness, whatever. Um, but that's the way I've seen it around here, at least, is like I connect to food so differently than layered. However, 
don't take those long gaps. And if you're training, really make sure to get those recovery, make sure you're in those recovery windows. And then finally, she talked about Tarcheri as a way, um, you know, before bed. I personally will take magnesium um, and uh, I make it a habit of taking zinc, but definitely magnesium has helped me before bed. Um, and I also just use it, um, I have a little bit of AFib, so I use it for that as well. Another thing I know to be true, especially um, for women, is not to go to bed dehydrated. It's not great for our hearts to go to bed dehydrated. So if I could encourage you to have that water with you or, you know, whatever, and I know it's a pain at the end of the day because it's like you're trying to, you know, drink all this water and then you're waking up and, you know, going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. But that's another thing also to consider. So what have we come away with? We can participate in maybe keeping our cycles longer. Believe me, it's better in the long run. If you can, if you can't, listen, we're, we're just all doing the best we can. And um, and then see about the fasting. And I, and, and she stated early, listen, if, if you're trying to lose weight, I'm going to say it. Yes, intermittent fasting might initially help you. However, the other thing with that is I actually think it's grabbing the reins. I think what intermittent fasting actually ends up doing for us is we reel it back in. It's like, you know, you get a little loose and you're having bread over here and then pasta over there and then maybe, who you know, this dessert and that dessert. So I understand using it as a, as a way to be like, okay, I'm disciplining, I'm going to be disciplined, and then you'll be happy to eat any food, even healthy food. Um, so if that's what it takes, like the first few days, I don't think that would kill you. But then it's like eating real food, eating enough of it, and... Um, and just seeing how that how that feels and your cycles. And and finally, I'm going to wrap this up with something else that has really supported me, which is omega-3s. I, uh, I have found just my cognitive function, my cycles, things just run a little better um, when I'm when I'm doing omega-3s. I recently interviewed somebody who has a beautiful brand. Um, it's up to you. I will share what I'm taking. Um, it's made by Bid, uh, Big Bold Health, Dutch Harbor. So um, that is my follow-up with Dr. Stacy Sims. I hope it was helpful. And um, I do love her line that says, uh, you know, women are not small men. And even though we're in the work world and we're doing all these things that are the same as each other, there is some nuances that I think it's okay to honor ourselves and be like, oh, we are, we are different. So are we all precious and equal? We are, but we are different. And, um, and just uh, to experiment. That's the other thing I want to encourage you. Just experiment for yourself because at the end of the day, a little tweak here and there, you might be like, I feel really good when I do X, Y, and Z and someone else might like it just a little different. All right. Thanks for joining me. That wraps it up for today. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to The Gabby Ree Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Gabby Reese on Instagram and Twitter. Aloha.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.